following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you, so that you may be revered. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. More than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is great power to redeem. It is he who will redeem Israel from all its iniquities. Today's second reading is from the Hebrew Bible. It's from the prophet Isaiah, and it's uh, Isaiah 57, 11 through 15. Whom did you dread and fear so that you lied and did not remember me or give me a thought? Have I not kept silent and closed my eyes, and so you do not fear me? I will concede your righteousness and your works, but they will not help you. When you cry out, let your collection of idols deliver you. The wind will carry them off. A breath will take them away. But whoever takes refuge in me shall possess the land and inherit my holy mountain. It shall be said, build up, build up, prepare the way, remove every obstruction from my people's way. For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity whose name is holy, I dwell in the high and holy place, and also with those who are contrite and humble in spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble, and to revive the heart of the contrite. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Um, <clears throat> By the way, it's nice to be back with you. I feel like I have not seen you in so, so long. Um, in the past month and a half, here are some of the things that have happened. Uh, we had Christmas, we had New Year's, I got COVID, we went fully remote for four weeks, I traveled to Chicago and back to Rochester, and then to Chicago again, but only briefly on my way to San Diego, um, which is the best way to travel to Chicago. <laughs> I started my spring semester. Some of you know I'm, uh, last summer I started a grad school program at SUNY Brockport in mental health counseling. So I started my spring semester. Um, we reopened for in-person worship while I was in San Diego. And here we are together to start a new series uh, today. So I'm definitely feeling like, whew. <laughs> um, but also really grateful to be back in person with you. Um, feeling like, almost normal in some ways, and it's, it's nice to be together. Uh, I guess the other thing that I would want to say about all of that that's been happening to me and to us is that if, if you emailed me in the last month and a half and haven't gotten a reply, it's not so much an excuse, it's just an encouragement. Feel free to just reply back to that email again and say, hey, remember me? Um, I promise I would, I'm not intentionally ignoring anybody, but sometimes it slips down. I'm always 
uh, I'm never, I'm never uh, irritated or offended when I get a quick reminder that I haven't responded to you. So I know that some of you are probably in that category. So my apologies, and I'll talk to you soon. So um, I mentioned that we're starting a new series today, and it's one that I think you're really going to enjoy, and I truly, truly hope that it's one that you're going to benefit from in a very specific and practical way. This series is called First Light, and you can probably guess it sort of builds on the series that we did following Christmas, which was called Gradual Light. Remember how we talked about after the winter solstice, the days start getting longer, but you don't notice it for the longest time? Have you started to notice it yet? I have started to notice it. It's so wonderful, um, and it happens to be a bright, sunny day today, which, is, which always makes the cold so much more bearable. Um, but this, this series, First Light, is thinking about the first light of the day in the morning, at any time of year. And it's kind of inspired by those verses from Psalm 130 that I read to you as our call to worship today that say, my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. And then it repeats it, which Hebrew poetry does so often, more than those who watch for the morning. And so if you think about the idea of being on watch through the night, waiting for the, the, the morning to break when things become maybe slightly more safe. Right? You have to imagine this, this nomadic people who are moving around and constantly at odds with their neighbors and they're um, under oppression by various types of enemies and causing their own problems with other types of enemies and all that sort of thing. Watching through the long, dark night, waiting for the morning. And this, this psalm... Um, points us toward an idea which I think is so important, which is that we, are, we all feel like we're waiting for something to change. But what the psalm says is, my soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. More than those who watch for the morning. And, um, boy, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's been very hard. Um, to wait for the Lord, specifically. Because there's so many other things that I've been waiting for. We've all been waiting for. And every time it seems like they're close, it just goes right by, doesn't it? Now, I have no, <laughs> I have no wisdom from on high, as usual. I have no inside information who is the uh, creator of the universe, about whether this is actually true in, this, in the following way or not. But my sense is, and my, certainly my hope is, that the long night actually is almost over now. Um, and whatever might be different forever is going to be different forever, but that the acute phase, which by the way, it's funny to call something that's lasted for two years the acute phase. <laughs> but the acute phase, um, my hope and, and kind of my sense, but again, I don't know anything, is that this is almost over. And uh, for me personally, and for me, honestly, as your pastor, my, I, I, I believe it is part of what I am supposed to be doing and helping you to be doing in this next season to kind of help our spirits to wake up a little bit after the long, dark night. Keeping in mind that 
It's our souls waiting for the Lord, more than those who watch for the morning. So that's actually the posture of waiting that can be present in our lives at all times. Right? And that's, that's, I think, a level of spiritual maturity that we should all strive for, to be able to have that posture of waiting for the Lord, no matter what's happening in the world. But the other thing that's happening in a few weeks is that Lent is going to begin Lent is that season of preparation before Easter, traditionally marked by repentance and, and a deepening of our spiritual practice and our, our personal disciplines. Um, and so it, for the next three weeks, each, each of these Sundays, today and the two Sundays that will follow, before we get to the first Sunday in Lent, I'm going to do a brief teaching on a classical spiritual practice. Maybe one that you know already, maybe one that's new to you, and um, I'll teach on it briefly, we'll practice it together in the room, and my hope is that then you'll go into Lent with these three new spiritual practices, maybe they're not new, like I said, but maybe with a rejuvenated version of them, if if you already did know it, Um, you'll, you'll go into Lent and then whatever the morning light looks like over the next weeks and months, kind of with a a fresh um, approach to your spiritual practice. That's my hope. And that's my hope for myself as well. So let's dive right in. The first one that I'm going to, to try to teach you is called the examine. You've heard me talk about this before, probably. I think I actually taught something on this maybe during Advent. Um, so it's, it, it probably won't be new to most of you. But it's an Ignatian uh, spiritual practice. And um, by the way, since some of you I know are on Zoom and, or Facebook and seeing the captions, it's not examine like the doctor's examining you. or um, It's E-X-A-M. E-N. It's a noun, and not the kind of noun that some doofus created from a verb, <laughs> right? Um, you know, <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's an aside about language that's probably not um, of interest to anybody but me. But anyway, it's a noun, examine, the, the examine. And it's a daily practice, ideally, um, and it's one that involves noticing. So this is why I chose it as the first practice in this series, because it could be said that all spiritual practice um, involves noticing um, one's presence with God and God's presence with, with self. And so the, the daily examine is a prayer of noticing that, that kind of, I think, will set us up for everything else that comes after this. Um, and it's, it's, so I hope it'll be a good basis for this series. One thing that I love about this practice is that it's, it's one that you can and should. Now, I'm not in the habit of using the word should too often and certainly not in a, in a domineering way. But it's a, it's a practice that you can and should use even when you've been totally lax about any type of spiritual practices in recent memory. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands, but I see the eyebrows going up <laughs> that some of you, some of us, have been totally lax about spiritual practices for a long time. And let's take just five seconds to forgive ourselves for that. It has been... A ride. It's okay if some things have slipped away. It doesn't make you a bad Christian or a bad person. And it doesn't mean that you're irredeemable and that you'll never get back to where you were. So forgive yourselves first. And the examine, the prayer of examine is one that you can do even when you've been totally off the rails with your spiritual practice before. You can always return to it. It is such a gift to have a spiritual practice that you can always return to. So, 
Um, that passage from Isaiah that I read just a few minutes ago is very, very much key to the concept that I want you to understand. It says, thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. The Lord says, I dwell in the high and holy place, yes, and also with those who are contrite and humble in spirit. And don't necessarily think of contrite and humble in spirit as having like this perfectly well-balanced state all the time, right? Think of humble as lowly. God dwells in the highest places and through all eternity, and God dwells with you when you feel lowly, when your spiritual um, aptitude is, is humbling to you. Do you catch that? Do you see how I mean that? So what is this, this wonderful spiritual practice? The prayer of examine is a daily prayer of reflection. It's typically practiced in the evening or at noon. And you can do both. You can do one. You can do it weekly. You can do it every day. There's uh, all kinds of different um, schedules that you could do this on. But the idea is that you simply stop for a few moments and you take inventory of the time that has passed either in the day or since the last time you did the exam in prayer, or what, really whatever you, whatever you would like it to be. Right. And so you're going to notice what has happened today, and you're going to think about tomorrow. Isn't that wonderful and beautifully simple? You notice what has happened today. You just take a moment to slow down and notice, and then you think about what's going to happen tomorrow. And of course you do this as the people of God, Believing that God is present, not just in the high and lofty places, but in the lowliness and humility of your own heart. So it typically follows a pattern something like this. You, 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 you begin in the usual way, which uh, for us is going to be the Lord's Prayer in a minute. Um, and then you ask for God's presence. And just like that song said, I love that that song set this whole thing up. Couldn't have, couldn't have been a better choice. You want to look at your day with God's eyes. And then you give thanks in some way or another. Um, even if you're not feeling, feeling especially thankful, you can be thankful, much the way that if you're not feeling especially loving, you can be loving. And then you review the day. You look back on what has just happened um, being guided by the Holy Spirit, you face your shortcomings, you know, kind of admitting what's wrong in your life right now. And then you look ahead to the day to come, asking um, God, where do I need you in the day to come? That's the kind of general pattern. Let me pause for just a minute, because I'm going to give you a simpler, simplified version of it, and I'm going to put something on the screen that makes it easier. But I want to make an important distinction right now because I know that a lot of you in the room and a lot of you on the Zoom grew up in a situation where almost every spiritual practice um, began with uh, acknowledging how deeply and profoundly screwed up and evil you are. That is not what we're going for here. 
Uh, now, it may be that in the process of doing the examine, God reveals something to you that requires your action, that requires God's forgiveness or the forgiveness of your fellow people, that requires you to do something to begin a process of reconciliation, or that requires you to repent and change your heart and mind about what you're doing in your life. It's very possible that that will happen. But I think for some of us, we come to this, having heard what I just said, you would come to this thinking, okay, in what particular ways today am I um, a disgusting worm (laughs) worthy of nothing but terrible things and punishment? This practice says that spirituality begins not with the idea that you are profoundly broken, but actually begins as the Bible begins, with the idea that all created things are good and that God is present in all places and times and that God is love, jumping ahead a few books in the Bible, although that theme is clearly present throughout, and that God's love is always with us. That's the starting point of this spiritual practice. I needed to make that qualification because I know that some of you needed needed to hear it. So the simplified version that my spiritual director has taught me of this practice, rather than going through that, like I think there were five steps that I just read to you, she says, you can break this down to two things, and I believe this is what I taught in December. How has God been with you recently, and how have you been with God recently? Just those two ideas, and all of the Ignatian examine hangs on these two ideas. How has God been with you recently? Notice it. And how have you been with God recently? Notice that too. And as I said, I have a list of kind of prompting sub-questions for you because I know that some folks don't really do well with such an abstract uh, instruction. But usually with the examine, you begin and end in the same way every time. Even though there are multiple different versions of the Ignatian examine, we begin and end the same way, kind of like as bookends for the process. Now, that can be whatever you want, but for us, it's going to be the Lord's Prayer to begin and a version of the Gloria Patri prayer at the end. So, um, could we have the uh, Lord's Prayer put on the screen for um, the sake of um, all of us remembering which version we're praying today? And let's pray it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Okay. So, you'll remember that the two concepts are how, have, how has God been with me and how have I been with God? And I'm going to give you these specific questions underneath it. I'll read through them real quick and then I'm going to give you a chance to practice this. As far as God's presence with me, you're going to notice, and I, I love this image, one of the um, Ignatian um, teachers calls it rummaging for God. Like you're, you're digging through a drawer <laughs> that you know, there's some, you know the screwdriver's in there somewhere, right? <laughs> So rummage, rummage around for God. And if you want to take a, a photo of this, you can. Or if you're on Zoom, you can take a screenshot of it. We'll leave it up for the prayer today, but if you want to take it with you. This question is great. I love this question. Who wore the face of God for me today? Who wore the face of God for me? What blessings, big or small, have I received? 
Sometimes the small ones teach us so much more than the big ones. And where has there been light in dark places? So thinking about the other aspect of this, how have I been present with God? When have I thought of God? Right? The bar is pretty low there, isn't it? When have I thought of God? When have I prayed or thought about praying? My spiritual director says, and she's in the Ignatian tradition, <laughs> um, even the desire for God counts as the desire for God. Even the desire to desire God <laughs> counts as the desire for God. So when have I noticed feeling distracted from God? See how this works? Even these things that we might call negative are indications of our presence with God in some way. And then, um, again, referring to that, that idea, um, which I think was in that song so beautifully, when have I seen through God's eyes? When have I had the grace to see things the way God sees them, even for just a second? Right? Um, Okay, so this is the Ignatian examine. I'm going to give you several minutes of quiet in the room. Maybe we'll have some peaceful music in the background. Um, And I want you each to try this. And uh, some of these questions will connect with you, some won't. That's fine. You'll come up with your own versions of the sub-questions under the two big questions. That's wonderful. However you want to try to go through this experience, I'm going to encourage you to take several minutes now. We'll keep you know, we'll keep ourselves a little quiet and, and peaceful. And um, I'm eager to, to find out what kind of experience you have with this. All right? Before we break, any questions that you might think would be helpful for the whole congregation to hear? Not that I necessarily have answers. Have I been clear enough? Okay. I'm going to sit up here. Feel free to connect with me if you want to during this time, but mostly... Um, Take a little bit of silence and connect with God. conclude our examine, let's say the Gloria Patri together. Some of you would be familiar with the traditional version of this prayer, but we have a slight variation on it from celebrating common prayer. Let's say it together. Glory to God, source of all being, eternal word and Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and shall be forever. Amen. So, I would love to hear from some of you who would be willing to share what your experience was like. And um, you're not going to have to come up front, but I will ask you to use the microphone so that those who are worshiping with us online can hear from you. And if you want to type your, um, your thoughts into the Zoom chat, um, I'll assume that you're asking me to read them out for others to hear in the sanctuary. And if you want to send them to me privately, you certainly can do that too. So some prompting questions here might be things like, what surprised you with this experience? Um, What encouraged you? Maybe what worried you or unsettled you? What grace did you receive in this experience? Or any other prompt that you might have in mind. Any way you want to answer the question of what was this like for you is totally fine. 
And whoever would like to go first, I have the microphone ready for you, and I will even deliver it to you. I found myself um, surprised that I was um, really treating myself with um, a lot of compassion, um, which I didn't expect. That is so lovely to hear. Thank you for sharing that. While the microphone's moving, I'll, I'll read one out from Zoom. Somebody said, I found myself asking, how have I felt God in my body lately? That was a private message. Yeah, so when you said um, to start this with the attitude of, of not being like, why, why am I terribly, what is terribly wrong, what can I be improving? Um, that was unsettling because to me, my mindset was like, I need to spiritually challenge myself and to start by acknowledging where I'm at and being comfortable with that allowed me to recognize that like, you know, I haven't prayed this week anyways, so it's, I don't need to start with that strict, rigorous um, mindset. Um, and I, I felt like that was just a really quick way to enter into God's presence, um, just to acknowledge where I'm at humbly. Um, that didn't feel natural, but it, it was a really good experience. Good. Thank you for sharing that. Wonderful. Who else? Um, I've been kind of doing something similar to this with a friend of mine for the past two and a half weeks where we contact each other and record and say what we're thankful for and how we've noticed God. And I have to say, having done it for like three weeks, your mindset starts to shift. Um, yep. And you, you feel, it doesn't negate the reality of the world, but you you are your focus changes. Mm. And so there is power in that when you feel overwhelmed or you feel like you can't get through the day. Um, it, it's, a, it's a scanning that happens in your brain that is more, it's, it's like spiritual exercise kind of where, yep. you know, if you're the first time you do it, it's hard, but the more you do it, the easier it gets and it becomes second nature to you. Yes. Thank you. What a great insight and important one. You, yes, you can do this discipline, this practice anytime, even when you've been totally lax. And I, you know, we've already we've heard people share about that. But it also it does have a cumulative effect. And if you do it regularly, you, it does start to shift the things that you notice in the world. You notice things maybe more quickly or more easily. Things being God's presence, perhaps. Um, for me, it's it helped me see how much I've been hard on myself mm. in recent months and past year for um, a lot of reasons. Yeah. Um, and it helped me to refocus on some things that have happened in the recent weeks um, that, that show um, God's presence still there even when I don't think it is. Yeah, thank you. What a beautiful thing to share. I appreciated your reminder that this is not a time necessarily to reflect on how evil and horrible we are. 
because that's where I can go. And what I found refreshing is that I <laughs> sat down to think about the questions. I would half answer a question, think about, oh, I'm so tired, I didn't get enough sleep. Oh, my mind was racing. Oh, I had that coffee this morning. Maybe that's why I can't focus, you know? <laughs> and yeah. then kept being like, oh my gosh, I'm not doing this right. Like, I need to come back to the questions. And then realizing that that's all okay mm -hmm. to bring to this practice and that um, God is just there for me to show up how I can show up. Mm. And noticing God in some of the small moments throughout the past 24 hours was beautiful to me. And I look forward to, I'm imagining that as I do this more, I'll probably look for and notice God and go to him more mm. um, throughout the day. But so, yeah, so just even when I am trying to put rules on myself, feeling the grace of God saying that it's okay to just show up with wherever you are, even if that's like totally distracted and even if you haven't reflected a lot about God in the past 24 hours. Now yeah. is the time to, to be with him and do it. Yeah. Thank you. So well said. Can you bring the mic this way? And we'll, we have time for maybe two more. I think was, yeah, go ahead. Penny. As I was um, reading these and these questions, um, I don't know, this, it's very hard for me to say this, but it, I can, I can see and I, and I react to a lot of situations where I can see God working through me, but I am recognizing how incapable I am of seeing God working with me or mm. for me. It's really hard I mean, and I think it's, I mean, like I grew up in the church. I grew up, you know, every Sunday and everything that I did was centered around the church. And as you were talking about, you know, asking that, you know, a lot of you grew up with this spiritual practice of, and I was like, I had no spiritual practice at all. Yeah. And recognizing that lack of, generational spiritual practice of, you know, we do this because we do this, not because we want to be closer to God or we want to have God in our lives. Mm. It's really hard for me to change that mindset. Mm. Um, and I think that's what God is calling on me to do right now. Wow. It feels very selfish to say that. Mm. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think Dan is next, and we'll, we'll make this the last one for this morning. And I'll, there's one, um, there's one in Zoom that I'll read out after this, and then we'll we'll conclude. Um, the uh, dark place that I have been in for oh several years now um, comes with aging. Uh, my dyslexia is acting up. Short-term memory is going. I've been working on a um, um, 
backboard for my son, his uh, backboard for his bed, for he and his wife, to fit into a corner. And I've been over there, and I measured. I came home, I drafted it, and it showed that the room was out of square by three inches, or three degrees. I went back, I remeasured. It still didn't make any matter. I mean, it changed a little bit. And I was so angry at myself for not being able to get it right. And then it suddenly occurred to me, wait a minute. One of those measurements is 60 and a half inches. Maybe it's really 59 and a half, and I read the tape measure backwards. That was it. It was so surprising. And I was so relieved that I was able to say, okay, I'm dyslexic, but I can get through this. It made my day, really. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much. Oh, man. Oh. Uh, from Zoom, looking out at the falling snow and finding peace in God rather than thinking about how it has messed up my plans. I was sitting right here looking out that window um, and, and the moment has completely passed. It's now ugly and gray again. But it was so bright and sunny and the, did you, anybody see this? The, the flakes were big and it's so cold that the flakes were big and just drifting down and it was still and just beautiful. I wanted to run outside and be a total child and let the sun do that thing where it falls on the hair that you still have and um, in the beard that you used to have. It's just like I just had this moment of such beauty. And uh, um, so I connect with that one really well. I am so grateful to you that one of the things that I'm, every, I'm just every single time it happens when we do something like this, each one of you brings something so unique to these practices. I could live the rest of my life a hundred times over and never get the insight that you all just gave to me by sharing your experience with God in this moment. You all have lived your own lives. You have your own experiences, your own uh, sense of who you are, um, your, your different obstacles, different triumphs, and you brought all of that to this situation. And, and each one of you could have shared and had just as much of a profound response as the ones who did. I'm, and I'm so... Um, moved by that and grateful to all of you for that. Um, they tell me that if I do something like this, it will imprint it a little bit for you and you'll, you'll be inspired to, to take this with you when you go. So I'm going to ask you for a show of hands. Would you, do you think, and it's okay if the answer is no, that's totally okay, but is this something that you would like to try again this week? Show me your hand if you're going to try this again this week. Yeah. And not every hand is up, and I love that, that those of you who didn't want to put your hands up didn't put your hands up. Please never stop doing that or not doing that. Um, <laughs> um, but I hope that you will try it. If, uh, if you put your hand up, I hope that you'll follow through and try it again. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.